Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope everyone had a good week and um, the weather has just been really crazy over a lot of the part of the country, lots of parts of the country. And the heat has just been really profound. So I I hope that everyone is being safe and hydrating and taking care of themselves and taking care of one another. You know, it's every season has its own interesting aspects that we have to adapt to. So I hope that whatever it is that you're doing or being or experiencing will pass into the gentleness of fall. And fall is my favorite season because it's very much about home and hearth and, you know, so it's the end of summer. I'm okay with kind of letting that go so that I can, you know, just enjoy that nice warm and especially living in the mountains and surrounded by trees. Fall is amazing. So we will be ending our discussion of empathy today. And the reason that I call this particular episode the most important thing that every empath has to know is because I consider this the most important thing that every empath has to know. Bottom line, empathy gives you a photograph. It tells you what someone is feeling, but it does not tell you why. And this is a very, very important point because it's very easy to get caught up in the idea of, well, you know, you pick up an emotion from someone. Let's say you pick up something that you interpret as guilt. Now, remember, these aren't emotions as much as frequencies. You are sensitive to a frequency and certain frequencies after a while, after you get used to it, you discover that certain frequencies have certain emotions that are consistent with it. And, um, you know, guilt, happiness, love, all of that stuff. Ultimately, after a while, you can kind of pick up what the feeling is. And for those who are very sensitive, you may even get some imagery in your mind, you know, like little flashes of images that are associated with that person and what they're feeling, if they're feeling it strongly enough. But that's more advanced stuff. Anyway, let's say you pick up guilt. You don't know why they're feeling guilty. You also don't know if that guilt is just because of a feeling that they have or that they've actually done something. And it's really tough to be able to stay grounded when you're experiencing something from someone. And especially if it's someone in a relationship with you, if it's someone who you have a connection with, that can get very tricky. And I really want empaths to understand that empathy is an amazing ability. And once you learn to work with it, once you hone your skills with it, it really is one of, yeah, I consider it one of the most helpful things in doing healing work and doing uh, spiritual counseling, um, in interacting with people and helping them feel comfortable and being able to really kind of find that that comfortable um, common ground. Empathy can do wonderful things. And like everything else, empathy has its shadow side. 
Now, we talked about the fact that the transmission of empathy, because empathy isn't just receiving, it can also be transmitting, that that can be misused. But that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is that because empathy only gives us a snapshot of what that person is energetically and emotionally experiencing in this moment, it doesn't have the history, it doesn't have the future, it just has that moment. And because that's all the information empathy get, gives, it then becomes an issue of attaching a story to it. If you sense guilt and it's like, oh, you know, that person seems to be feeling guilty about something, then all of a sudden the mind starts trying to create the the filler story what you know or what you perceive is that that person is feeling some sense of some form of guilt and when you just take it you know for that there really is that's just, that's where the story ends unless they want to talk to you about it or something or they fill in the gaps that's where the story ends or does it because then it goes into the imagination. Then it goes into that place of, oh, well, what does this mean? Um, if someone is feeling angry, okay, are they angry in, in that moment because of an interaction with somebody? Are they angry in that moment because all of a sudden they're remembering a past anger? See, all we perceive is anger agitation. We don't know the story that's attached to it. And when you begin to really work with empathy, that probably will be the biggest challenge is to leave it independent, leave that feeling until you have more information. It just stays right where it is. It's sort of like the blind spot which, you know, we all have a blind spot that's like right about here. So it's, it's that old thing where if you take your fingers and I mean, you relax your vision, it appears, even though like, you know, I'm, I know that I'm touching fingertip to fingertip, what appears is a little like fingertip that's pointing either way, that's right between them. So it's almost like a little third mini digit that it's in between the two. That happens because there is a spot right here in our field of vision. It's sort of like a cone, you know, the cone that goes out and it comes this way. Well, there is a spot that where the visual field is not there. And the human brain is so amazing because it can take that spot and it says, well, I can't leave a gap. So the brain creates the images to go around it and bleeds everything in together. So when you look, you only, you see something just continuous. But when you do like this and you see where that spot is in your line of vision, where the brain is creating something to be there, to fill that in, so there's no gap. Well, empathy and stories kind of go hand in hand like that. Empathy can create a blind spot. And that blind spot is everything other than the feeling. When 
we perceive something, you know, our minds instinctively want it to make sense. And so we begin to create, we create a story. We build on that tiny little bit of evidence that we have. I mean, even the the greatest detectives couldn't solve a, a crime or couldn't solve a mystery with only one clue. And that's basically what we're working with. And the place that it really, really, really gets tricky is when we're in a relationship of any kind with an, another empath. I mean, maybe it's a friendship, maybe it's a, um, a romance, uh, maybe it's a work relationship, whatever. When you're around somebody a lot who also has empathy, then there is kind of a connection that's built up. Let's say it's a romantic relationship. You're dating another empath, which in some ways is awesome because you can really understand each other on a level that a lot of people can't. The downside is that if each person does not have the maturity and and have the ability to go, okay, what I'm feeling from this person is only a piece of the puzzle. This is not all of what's going on. I just have a snapshot. And you might ask the person about it. It's like, hey, I'm picking up something from you. You know, are you okay? And if the, maybe the person doesn't want to talk, maybe it's something personal. And then the stories start getting added up. It's like, well, you know, what are they, what are they dealing with? What are they feeling? Why aren't they talking to me? And then this whole scenario gets built that may not have any basis in reality. And people who say their empathic abilities are not as, you know, as intense you know, often will just like, oh, whatever. They won't even notice. But for empaths, when you pick up on that, sometimes it's like a dog holding, you know, chewing on a bone. You just don't want to give it up. You know, they follow the person around. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. No. Being empathic is a gift and it does not give any of us the right to butt into somebody's life, to butt into their business, to create a suspicion or, or something that is not the reality. You know, example, um, I had a friend who was very empathic and, you know, she was around a guy who she really, really liked. And one day she was sitting with him and all of a sudden she perceived, she picked up love like this wonderful giggly, you know, she felt that carbonation of the hormones and all that other stuff. And she just built this whole thing up. Oh my gosh, he feels that way about me. He's just not telling me, you know, and, and all of that stuff. Well, what it turned out was as he was talking to her, she said something that reminded him of the woman he was in love with. And so he kind of took this little mental break and, you know, was very giggly thinking about her. But that's not what, you know, my friend picked up on. Well, I mean, if she picked up on it, but she didn't have the story that went with it. And so she ended up having to deal with, you know, kind of a bit of a disappointment. And, you know, I sort of warned her about it before. It, I said, you don't know that he was thinking about you. You just know the feeling. 
don't invest because she was going to, you know, go and swear her love to him. I said, don't invest in that. Hold off. You know, you can ask, hey, you know, what were you just thinking about? Or I said, if it comes up again, just ask him what he was thinking about. And she did. And he told her and, you know, she came back and, you know, we had some ice cream and, you know, together and then worked it out. The thing is, and the takeaway lesson is that we never have all the information. And in order to figure out what space someone is in, like I said, empathy will give you the what. It will not give you the why. And when we want to make sure that we have, you know, if it's a counseling situation, well, you know, you want to be able to listen and really know what that person, what their issue is so that you can help them with it. And sometimes it's very easy to get a little bit lazy because empathy will tell you a lot. And so there's a tendency not to listen as much because empaths are so good at listening on the nonverbal level. You know, we, we hear, well, hear what somebody is going through on the inside from an emotional and energetic level. But that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to listen here to literally focus on that person. Empathy can come in if necessary. I mean, honestly, it really isn't necessary that often. If somebody is already talking and they're being very open, it's not about, you know, oh, well, I'm going to dig deeper. No, because it's none of your business. You know, it's none of our business. I feel very, very, very strongly about personal autonomy, that if someone is going through something and they don't want to talk about it, they shouldn't have to. They're not ready to. And empathy, it's very tempting to use it to either try to dig deeper into what the person's feeling, which only opens up for possible misinterpretation, or to reverse it, transmit, and try to get that person to lower their their defenses to be able to do that. And while there are times when when it's necessary, if that person is at risk, if if it's a situation where like they're having an anxiety attack and you need to kind of get in under the radar and be able to get them calmed down. If somebody just doesn't feel like saying anything, no, it is not okay to use empathy to get something just because you want it. And I will, I mean, there's, it's been a long time that I've been working with empathy. And I, when I was younger, you know, young adult, teenager, when you have an ability, it's hard not to misuse it sometimes. And I learned, I learned that there are times to use it and there are times not to. And it's okay not to know something. It's okay not to get an answer. It's okay to have to be able to work for it. And yes, empathy makes it easy. But it's very, very difficult not to fall in the habit of leaning on empathy 
and not using any of your other tools. You have amazing other tools. You have your compassion. You have your ability to actively listen and focus on listening to what somebody is saying. You know, it's, yeah, you know, you could, as an empath, you could say, it's like, yeah, I think, you know, they're talking to you and you say, yeah, you know, five minutes in, yeah, I got this, I got this, I'll let them just, yeah, 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 and then I'm going to tell them what they need. But the thing is, the process is to be able to have that person say something and focus on what they're saying, as opposed to going with, yeah, I know what they really need. I know what they're, because the your empathy has not given you the full picture. It's only given you a photograph in that moment. And that picture could be clear or maybe it's not. You can't make assumptions about what somebody is feeling and why. You can perceive what they're feeling, but when it comes to the deeper layers, I mean, you know, maybe the surface feeling, you pick up on anger. But the thing is behind the anger is fear. And behind the fear may be, you know, something else, you know, old wounding. So just because you perceive an emotion doesn't mean that's the only emotion going on. There are other things, there are multiple layers. And sometimes it's best not to use empathy. I've reached a point where I actually don't turn it on very often. You know, sometimes if I'm working with somebody, um, if I'm working with them chiropractically, if I'm doing body work with them, a low level of empathy, like maybe level one or level two, just so it'll help me figure out where their body pains are and to connect with their body tissue so that, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I need to go over here. And, and invariably somebody will say, oh my God, you put your finger because, you know, I'll scan and then I'll place my finger right where the pain is. And a lot of people have said, you know, how did you know? You just, it was like you went right to it. Well, that's, that's a level of empathy where it's just basically following the vibration, the tension, you know, the energetic tension within the body. And it'll show me right where the problem is. Now, as far as in dealing with people, most of the time, I really don't use it. I, I don't have a need to. And once you realize that for the most part, you don't need it, that's where the skill of turning it off comes in handy. And for those of you who you know, are starting off with this episode, if you go to the previous one, we talk about learning to turn it off. Basically, once again, you know, I use stones and I will take a stone and it's connecting empathically to a stone because that is absolute stillness. So what you're feeling is the stillness of the energetic of that stone. And once you feel that, once you connect with that, you can, you can reproduce it. You reproduce that stillness and empathy cuts off. Uh, there's also the use of vetiver. So anyway, if you want more information on that, you can go to the last video or you can contact me and, and we'll go from there. But I really, really, really want to end, you know, this, this month and talking about empathy, you know, one, because it's so important Two, that for many people who don't know that they can have choice in it, it is very burdensome. It is, you know, it just weighs on you. 
And, you know, there are people who wish they didn't have it. Well, if you're somebody who wishes you didn't have empathy, there's a better way to do it where you'll be okay with it. And it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice. It takes self-discipline. And it takes a willingness to override the instinct to use it, to override the ease that you believe that being empathic will give you in dealing with other people. Because one, it's not always necessary. And two, it doesn't give you as much information as you think. And, you know, like with my friend, it can take you somewhere where there's a potential for you to end up getting embarrassed when a person looks at you and says, that is not even remotely what it was that I was thinking or feeling or whatever. You know, if you have somebody who, you know, what somebody is feeling doesn't always directly match up with what they're thinking. So it's good to ask. Getting those verbal skills where you can be able to find out from somebody what's going on. You know, what's what, what's the deal? And you will actually find... Something is buzzing down here. Stop buzzing. You'll actually find that you have a lot more control over it, that your communication with other people are better. And by realizing that empathy is not going to give you the whole answer, it gives you one piece, one snapshot. Then, but it's the snapshot is a good place to start if you need to do that. But then you use your, you know, visual skills. What is their body doing? You know, what's their behavior? You use your listening skills. You know, what is the person telling you? How are they saying it? By using those, you'll probably find most of the time that you actually don't need empathy. You don't have to try to match their, you know, match their frequency to figure out what they really are going through because you'll learn how to get them to tell you. And the best way to do that is by being respectful. And even if they don't know, and only seasoned empaths will know if you're trying to scam them. And I will tell you that they know because I know when somebody's trying to do it to me, which I find very interesting. You know, I'll be talking to somebody and they'll be trying to argue a point and there will be a certain point when I can feel them pushing or if, you know, if I'm not really, you know, they're just like that, 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 and they're talking and I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I feel that little bit of a push. Usually it's like a vibration right at the third eye. Sometimes it's at the solar plexus. And I just say, you know what? You know, I think we're done. Or I'll just look at them and say, don't do that. And if they're conscious, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's usually a good idea not to try to push a matter with a seasoned empath because yeah, it just, it's the badness. It goes straight to the badness. <laughs> so, um, you've got a lot of skills. Use all of them. Don't just count on empathy. Don't just say, I only need one piece of the puzzle. I only need one part of this because our stories and our attachments and our experience and our wounding will come in and 
alter the reality of what's going on. We can't help wanting to fill in a story. It's instinctive. We want the whole story. And if we've only got a piece of it, then we just fill in the rest. Don't. If you pick up something from someone, tell yourself, okay, that's interesting. I may need that later. I may not. And maybe nothing ever comes of it. You know, something that I really encourage with anybody who, you know, if I have someone as a student, if I have someone who I'm working with, rule number one, just because you can does not mean you should. Rule number two, everyone has a right to autonomy. Rule number three, there are no exceptions to rule number one and two. So have fun with your empathy. Explore it. I mean, empathy isn't just about people. Empathy is about plants. It's about stones. It's about, you know, the wind. It's about the stars. It's about the earth. It's about the trees. You know, it's about everything. And if you, you know, want to just limit it to just, oh, well, you know, I want to know what, what's going on in people's heads. Okay. That is so unbelievably small compared to how big it can get, compared to how connected you can get. Because once you get that point of connection, that's where the real magic happens. That is the heart of magic. And the better you get at that, the more magic you can do. So enjoy your empathy. Embrace your empathy, expand your empathy, but never, ever, ever believe that it gives you the whole story by itself. And as you grow in these practices, you'll find that you don't want to count on only one thing because you've got a whole smorgasbord of, you know, a whole buffet of talents and abilities that you can pick and choose. Know when empathy is the right tool to take out of the toolkit and also know when it's not. So thank you for joining me. Um, if this subject was, you know, significant for you and you have more questions, uh, please leave a question in the comments. Um, for the first episodes, for the premiere episodes, I'm always in the chat room. Uh, waiting and you know I, so I can be there to answer questions but if you're watching this after the premiere episode then you can leave a comment and I can I'll answer the question for you and well if I can if, if not I'll find somebody who can but I'll get a, an answer for you uh, you can contact me through my Facebook group Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen you can follow me on Twitter uh, you can subscribe to the channel. It's always cool. We're at, I think, 69 subscribers. And, you know, it's been cool watching it grow. And you can like this video. Hopefully you do. And you can share it. If you know somebody who's struggling with empathy, you know, it's very difficult. And and sometimes empaths can be very angry and distant and and throw up walls. So I've known people who have been considered, oh, that person has no empathy whatsoever. Actually, they're a very strong empath and they just don't know how to manage it. So they do a full block. 
So if, if you have somebody who is either curious about it or has questions, please share the video with them. And you can watch the other videos. We've covered a lot of different topics. Uh, we're coming up on August. So August, September, October, November. We've only got five more in this series because my goal was this year, every month I would cover a topic in spirituality or in magic. And so we've got five more left to do. And I'm having a lot of fun with this. And I hope you are too. I hope you're getting some good information out of it. And if there's a topic, you know, we've only got five left. So if there's a topic that you would like me to cover, then please, you know, leave me a message, leave me a comment, and I will, I will do my best to cover that topic as much as I can. So again, thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and class dismissed.